Good evening. You may please be seated if you were standing. Thank you, Pastor Nikki, for that awesome word. Winning um, spirit. I just want us to trace some things tonight. Um, think I'll stay still with David as we look at the part two of man's earth. Again, in bracket, to qualify man is human. So it's inclusive of all genders, of both genders. <laughs> so my job is to open up a part in you that can think. I know you think already, otherwise you won't be here. It's only, imagine you at night, this is rest time, you turn on YouTube to come and watch someone to criticize them. Must be one of the most useless people in the face of the earth because you're not doing anything. So to be here, really, you're thinking. My job is to continuously open up a part in us that causes us to reason so that once that part is challenged there's no stopping to how you dream it opens up a new channel in us in other words words are meant to challenge us to a place of creativity that we didn't know was there as far as the earth was concerned Adam was just a mud. When the breath of life came into him, it began to function as God. So if Satan wants to stop the creative part of a person, it will stop the flow of word to you. It doesn't need to stop the flow of preaching. Preaching is just what you do every Sunday. Since I was a child, I used to go to church and the service finishes and I feel something is not right. Now I grew up to realize that it's not that they were not right. It's just that there is a destiny beckoning. There's something more. It's just like listening to all these lovely songs the choir is singing. I listened to them years ago and they were lovely. Again, years ago I began to feel it's not right. Are the songs wrong? I'm sitting down there tonight and saying, God, what am I going to do? These people are not going to understand me. Because voice, amazing. The words, amazing. But still not right. Now go size that up with a normal Christian. This is amazing song because they are spiritually dead. Irresponsive. To what God is doing next. So those things are not wrong. But when God wants to create a new earth. It's like he had to show John the Revelator. In the book of Revelations. He, John testifies and says I was on the island on, on the Lord's day. On the island called Patmos on the Lord's day. And I heard a voice saying come up here. 
everything they've seen, every thought pattern. John wrote 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and John <laughs> 4. Everything is known about the Lord gets cancelled because it was invited to come up higher and God began to show him another world entirely from it was complete everything that he was told in the book of revelation Jesus didn't tell him when he was seeing him physically he opened another part of his brain when Jesus resurrected from the dead he <laughs> when he resurrected from the dead He's been telling these guys about the resurrection and the life and all these things. Yet he met them on the way. And he was trying to tell them what's happened. But they couldn't comprehend it. He was giving them words. They couldn't comprehend it. Because he, what he taught them before death is not wrong. But what they knew then in the now is wrong. Something is not right. So he broke the bread open their minds do you remember that scripture I think on their way to wherever somewhere in, in, in London city and say this guy is not like a pastor why because I'm not dressed you know why I don't look like a pastor to you because I'm not dressed like your slave masters in Africa today the imported gospel that we receive from the west Whoever is preaching it must dress like the man who raped our women, who put Cain and sent our foul forefathers to the plantation. He wears the tie and the suit. If he's not dressed like that, because your mind only understands slavery and punishment. So your government will keep punishing you. You're just starting. You see, all these old men with funny sneakers bending and saying, I'm the one next, I'm this, I'm that. Slave masters, they will weep your backs until the word can get in. Because you're also wicked. Africans are really, black people, really, most times, unless you're redeemed, they are actually by themselves wicked also. Seriously now. If you don't believe me, Ask your parents how he's doing with his sister. Your mom, ask her. You and your sister, how are you? You will hear story. You will hear story. They will tell you themselves the same family. Don't go to the house of your uncle. How wicked people from the heart. Wicked people are the ones that embrace religion the most. And guess what? Their tax masters drive it. So... You know, there are churches that are just built, like they become a multi-billion dollar industry built on your enemies, on how to kill, destroy, and subdue your enemies. And it became a multi-billion dollar empire based on the perception of a black man thinking that so-so-so wants to get me and I'll use God to get him and kill him before he comes to me. And it became a great empire. Most of your parents grew up in churches like that. If that's where you grew up or your parents are still there and you still hang around them, can I tell you something? It's a good news. You're polluted. You are. You may say, oh, this guy just likes talking. You'll see. 
you hang around them, you let such a, a person who actually believes that God is going to help them get their enemy. You hear a word from them and admit it. What's another word for pollution? Defiled. What's a more subtle word? Huh? Corrupted. Contaminated. I like that one better. Contaminated. The Nigerian pastor lays hands on you. Everything in that body and system gets contaminated because you can only pass what you have. So just send your name. We want to be praying for your full name. If it's like God doesn't remember you. He's just thinking, oh, what's his full name again? Date of birth? Then the angel logs in. Mm, him. Trick masters. So just put your full name on the paper and um, send it forward for the prayer. <laughs> Like, um, can I just test the Lord with that? Does he know my full name, middle name? Wicked. Well, that's not my issue tonight, but I've discovered that to repeatedly speak to the sons of Africa, that includes the Caribbeans, we must point out the pollution point. The pollution is the fact that a pastor Sam preaches every night. But one minute word from that predecessor destroys everything. So Pastor Nicky said it tonight, you grow in isolation. And we cannot get over the fact that God had to tell Abraham, the father of all nations, get out of your father's house. They are part of scriptures that are easy to ignore, but God says, ignore it at your own detriment. And Jesus, looking at his disciples, said, if anyone will follow me, it gives the fundamental number one principle of discipleship. We can twist and turn that all we like, but it still remains true in the word. The more I grow, the more I'm realizing why Jesus had to be that strict with discipleship. Because he knows unless there's that detachment, they will not make it. The same is still true today. And they have reasons. Everyone who is in this skin, and everyone who is almost human, were subject of religion. It's quite unfortunate. But those who God will use for his glory, God will continuously purge them of every iota of it and leave us with spirituality. Let's not deceive ourselves. The people we know in Africa the people God has ordained in Africa will rise. The continent itself, you can keep prophesying all you like. For now. Because you, leadership gets to a point that it allows the people to be. Because ultimately, in democracy, power belongs to the people. The unfortunate thing is that in Africa, power belongs to silly people. 
so the only product will be silliness so we can't keep shouting power belongs to the people we're trying to copy Europe educated people people who can say no without the fear of repercussion Africa shouts that too and say power belongs to the people now, these are in Africa even the educated are still illiterate do you understand what that means by the way that includes Colombia that's worse Africa worse not West Africa worse it's like proximity to America proximity to the West but not West <laughs> it's terrible so power can belong to the people but when power belongs to unprocessed people the result of it is destruction the number one and i think i said this last week but this is important if life ends up not great it is lack of knowledge not lack of divine intervention and say our church is holding a program called divine intervention i thought i heard divine in the house spot that's what we used to do until what's gonna happen like i just said i want to watch who god is going to intervene in just three of you because you are 300 here three thousand three guess what 30 years after nothing still happened why do you keep believing these things why like it's like god saying i want you guys to know i have no hand in this but it's like you just force his hand in it and say, no, no, you moved. He said, no, I didn't come. He said, no, 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 you moved in it. God said, no, I, I, I'm not part of this thing. He said, no. Why is it, pastor? I will raise them a shepherd. This is where I want to start tonight. We've gone through this before, but we must remind ourselves because you know why? Pastor Nikki a pastor dummy a pastor sam you know why and many others that i can't mention for time you know why god will keep blessing them as a witness they are the signs of this message so if you don't believe what Peter is saying give me the sign of the other message then Don't tell me someone's toe was healed in 1999 because now his, his leg is gone. I've seen healed people die of sickness. So the signs, so maybe it's not even that they are good and many of you that God is raising, good or bad, righteous or not, it's just signs. Signs are pointers to things so that our ears can be open to the word. So no, first, Jesus opened the mind of his disciples. I'm going to take my time tonight, guys. Whatever that means. Because I'm going to trace some genealogies. If you're what weary, it just means that God is not talking to you anymore. The word is not able to get to you anymore. That means the part of your brain for creativity has been exhausted. It's reached saturation point now. So you sleep off. You're sleeping under the word. 
So, so when do you stay awake? Imagine someone who sleeps under the word and stays awake when they are walking. You already know that as a laborer. So you say, why come to church? Don't worry. You go walk. Do your thing. Because word takes time. Look at these guys walking back, having lived three and a half years with Jesus. It gives them the fundamentals of discipleship. If anyone will follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Jesus gives the fundamentals of discipleship or leadership. He tells them, whoever cannot forsake X, Y, Z and follow me cannot be. He cannot be my disciples. Why did he put father, mother there? It is not the person. It is the culture they represent. Because mom is no longer just comfort or Abba or or whatever. No. We started this conversation tonight again. It's not just that. They were made of culture. And most of our predecessors were not made by the word. Adam was word made. So it doesn't have problem with mom as a person. The one who you have emotional fixation upon. God is saying this woman is more than that. She's a culture. And you see with this culture, you and I cannot meet. You and I cannot conversate. We can't have relationship. So it's not against the person. Again, the person to whom you have emotional fixation. That is not God's issue. It's the culture they are making. When they open their mouth and speak the word of doubt, it's a culture. It's not a wickedness. When they open their mouth to speak the word of fear, it's a culture. They are not being evil. As a matter of fact, I think they love you. <laughs> but you see, who defined love? matter how much you love a person or they love you, the day they are snatched away by death, you keep living. It's a culture. So when we talk about religion and we try to even bring the, I love the church of Christ. I believe I'm sent to salvage it from the position of death that is entered into unrepentantly. Unrepentant. There's only one way to salvage a thing. You cut out the dead part. You don't start hugging dead body. But look at this anyways. It's the culture. Let me stay with culture for a minute. The reason why we bring in the church, the, the, the religion, is because of the culture it represents. Now we've come to a place where we realize that 99% of things that we were taught growing up in church is not just false, it's wrong. And it's like God sitting in heaven saying, how long will it take you to question this thing that it's not working? We all did it. We were all participants in it because we didn't know better. I'm grateful for our obedience because our obedience led us into the truth. Questions that were critical for our life saving. Questions that were critical to keep us in relationship with God, but we were never allowed to ask. 
We're not. I, imagine. Nobody taught us what a pastor should look like. We don't know. Unbelievers told us. Nobody told us. What's the look of a pastor? If you really want to follow Jesus, I've told you, you'll be wearing that long garment that Jewish people wear with sandal. Imagine then the western man came and he defined it. He put a tie on his neck. At the time, it was a shirt. He put it on him and for Africa, things that we can break ourselves free from and create our own path, we have to wait on him to tell us when to change. He has to tell us. Till today, Africa will have professors, so-called leaders, blah, blah, blah. But they have to wait for Europe to tell us that things have changed. They give us swear words and they call it so. It's English. They produce it, then they condemn it. Then they define it. Then you wonder, at what point can a human being decide to define his own thing by himself? When? Well, he's got to say so. But he can't say so because all his financial and economic transaction is in foreign currency. Don't forget this. In Nigeria, dollar is not a legal tender. It's not. But it has to be because America stays relevant. You see where I'm going with this. In other words, you just have a people that cannot decide for themselves. So those people cannot tell me what to do on the internet. I'll be crazy to follow the idea. They can't decide for themselves, whereas the world is free to decide for yourself. They can't decide. These guys said that, and I'm not saying they are right or wrong, I'm just saying, in their country, if you marry two wives, it's punishable by law. In the culture we came from, some of our African culture, and even in, a, in, in another religion, it's right. It's not wrong. Hence why some of your men want to become Muslims. But just tell them once you become that, if you're still going to be in this house, you have to obey men or every other law to your trouser. You're not wearing any Gucci um, ripped jeans. It's going to be three quarter. We will monitor that you pray five times every day. It's cold. What was I saying before that then? anyways so you can't but but in the same culture you can marry a man so you look at an african and say you guys are so barbaric two wives <laughs> mm, it's punishable then you look at another culture and say no 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 for marrying men <laughs> that's right they just get to tell us what is right part time And punishes with the consequence. When we don't do what they think. So you wonder, who decides these things? So we created a system of advanced men. They believe they are more advanced because they reason, they think, 
they debate. Nigerians don't debate. They conclude. Look at our parents. They just conclude. Send them WhatsApp message. Just put news caption on it. Their heart is one. They believe it. They are happy. If it's evil. So, the power to decide still has to be with them. And I agree, it has to be with the West. Because if you give it to the sillies, it's going to be a problem. Are we going to start tracing whose fault it is? It's going to take forever. It was slavery. It was this. It was that. Instead of that, we then introduce another part of our brain to a new culture. That's what Jesus did. It opens a part of their mind. It makes them and turns them into limitless being. It also tells them the sacrifices that comes with being limitless. Because there will be sacrifices to it. Because the humans you are interacting with, unfortunately for the humans at the moment, the humans that we're interacting with are the lowest of the human um, stages. I have to say that because they won't understand it on time. If I say more plainly, it will be on blogs, right? But in this way, they will never clock it. It's not their thing. Thinking is not a black thing. It's not. But dealing with the lowest in the echelon of human evolution. So, the lower the people you deal with are, the more sacrifice you have to pay. The void of understanding. The void of knowledge. I've piled up scriptures, right? So Jesus introduces the kingdom. And what he's saying with the kingdom, the kingdom itself represents limitlessness. Because it's not seen, yet it has to be seen. So he opens a part of their brain. He introduces the first man called Adam, who is just a mod the most useless of things on earth, but he gives him a word. He introduces him to a culture. We've gone through this before, but it is not cumbersome to repeat it to ourselves that he introduces to him the culture of dominion. Contrary to the culture that we were built from, the culture that made us and our predecessors was the culture of slavery, littleness, losing, that is our culture. That is our makeup. It's the culture of servitude. Have you seen how we greet? When the Jewish man started it, it is worship. When we embrace it, it is servitude. Are you listening to me tonight? He introduces the first man to the culture of dominion. So when you see the second, who is also the last Adam, when you see him come, he had dominion over things. For example, he walked over water, limitless. He walked over water. He commanded the wind to stop. It is not so that another pastor in 2022 can practice that. It was showing him, showing them the kingdom culture as dominion even over nature. But he will pay the price eventually. It was not just dominion to prove power. 
You know, we still practice a culture where a man can come and stand on stage and claim to heal you. And you wonder what happened to you and God. How come he didn't heal you in your, in your living room, parlor, as the lower culture will call it? How come? You have to travel all the way only to open up a part of your body pointing exactly toward, pointing to another healing crusade next week, next year, next month. Whereas the culture Jesus opened their mind to, the one that God opened the mind of Adam to in Eden, Adam did not know poverty at all. He knew nothing about poverty. He was born, he was created into a garden that has four streams. Everything was there. If you don't get there in your mind, your heart, your word life, you won't get there in your physical life. You have to be completely deprogrammed from the culture that raised us. Those are our predecessors. They are a culture. That's why you still remember some of the things that they tell you even though you're not talking to them right now. They are far away but they've programmed you according to a culture. When kingdom came, he opened another part of Adam, the creative part of Adam, the, the part of your heart that wonders. It wanders into things that when you come back to your culture, you think, I can't achieve this. It is too grand. It is too big. But you have to allow that mind to roam because that's the word. That is eternity programmed into your heart from, from the beginning of your life. It's programmed there. That's where you need to live. And someone would then say, you don't live in reality. What is reality? It's a culture you were given. I said, well, let's come back to reality now. I said, exactly where are you trying to take me to? Because your reality is not mine. My reality is not the reality of a Bill Gates son. He was born into a culture of dominion where they believe that the whole world is theirs. Where they believe that they can have anything they want anytime. Is that the culture that raised you? Every culture that makes you go to church to beg a deity you cannot see is a servitude culture. It only benefits one man and it throws other people into servitude because anyhow servitude and begging is introduced to you anyhow through religion or through hard work. Whichever way, it still subjects you and it's not Adamic in nature. It's a culture. Jesus walked with his disciples and they walked every day with divine provision and he made provision normal. He did not build their provision life on what they have. He built their provision life on what they need. They didn't hear me, Lord. He didn't build it, build it on what they have. He built it on what they need. In other words, there was a day they needed to pay the tax collectors and he believed the money would be there. So he said, go to the fish. And the fish had a gold coin in his mouth. There was another day they needed to feed 5,000. He said, Jesus looked at them with pity. And he said, these guys have been with me for three days and they've ate nothing. They have what they have. They only have five loaves and three fishes and fish or whatever, whichever one. 
But he provided for them and made it look normal because everyone's culture does not bank on what you have earned, what you have. Everyone's culture, kingdom culture says, this is how kingdom economy works. If there is a need, there is a provision. The provision is in direct proportion to the need. So God help you, you go to a house that has no need, there's no provision because everyone's culture is just saying it's always there anyways. But what stops the flow of us having? I clocked it. You see, the culture that programmed, or programmed us till now is so strong. You know why PT keeps talking about this culture? It's stronger than you think. It's in you. It's the spirit driving you. It's so strong. That's why you can't see it. It's a veil before it's an action. Because I've seen people that are completely detribalized, deculturized, but they are still behaving it and they don't even know. It takes the Holy Spirit to lighten up that part of our lives with the word. And it takes a submissive spirit, not a subject spirit, a submissive spirit to accept it and know that you see this thing here. He's my father. He's my father. So when you turn to a pity and say, you are my father, I'm saying not yet. However Jesus was born, however, he was born of divine nature. As in his mom did not know a man. Huh? Is that correct? It was virgin birth. That's one of the things you have to believe in fundamental scriptures. Virgin birth. But however that's divine enough, one day the father had to say, you are my son. Today have I begotten you. You've left the culture because you were in Joseph's carpenter workshop for 30 years of your life. You're not pure. He learned obedience by the things that he suffered. If Christ, born of divine nature, can still go through that subject, can still go through that, and God looks at him and say, Today have I begotten you. Now you are my son and I'm your father. Ask of me the nations. And I will give you the ends of the earth as an inheritance. If that voice still has to come to him, don't be deceived, my friend. Do you have those scriptures now? Let me, let me read scriptures. You see, if the word cannot get to Nigeria, all, it, it, let me tell you something, guys. The next four or five years will, will, be, will be madness. Sorry to whoever go to take that presidential seat. Sorry for your life. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be it's gonna be chaos at the level that will shock the world, like the prophecy that came out yesterday. So Nigeria is about to shock the world. This is a man who is still traveling all around villages, healing deaf ears with loud microphone. One hair, one hair deaf, one. They say, What's in, can you hear me? And they say, Yeah, say hallelujah, say hallelujah. One deaf ear with loud microphone and mad speaker. Then everybody was Hallelujah, all, all those stuff. That's the people power belongs to. What would they do with it? It's like giving a, an AK 47 to a child and say, Power belongs to the people. You've carried the AK 47, you've given it. Yeah, right. 
Another man comes and prophesies about dollars. Do you change the currency of a nation with prophecy? Francis, you've been through prophecy um, stuff. Okay, he just said he's Enrique, not him. Well, you see, as funny as that is, that kind of a thing, one way or the other, either your mom went to church or not, I've just used the man as an example, his school of thought influenced our parents, some of them around. In one way or the other, got to them. And they unknowingly influenced you. So this got to be a total all out. It's like this guy is becoming an unbeliever daily. I said, I accept. Thank God I know my relationship with the Lord. He's not as short-tempered as I was told he is. Because if he is, he should have destroyed all the LGBTQ people by now. But they just keep thriving. Glory to God. This word, you know, that's what appearance. This word, what this word is going to become. Anyway, Jesus will soon do da 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 da. This um, Holy Spirit will soon do da da da. Another guy, like four or five of them, will soon do X Y Z. And right in your lifetime, you saw the LGBTQ community grow stronger and stronger and more influential. But they've been saying that mm, our Lord Jesus will soon do blah blah blah. Another angel, something, something will soon do XYZ. I told you about four or five guys that we don't see that nobody is soon going to come and do blah 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 blah. And say so the Lord will destroy the wicked with his wind. said okay when when let's not argue if the Lord will do it or not like when where will it start from and someone said yeah well the judgment of God started from America in um, you know when that tsunami happened was it tsunami the, uh, Katrina he said oh the judgment he said but churches were destroyed pastors died and then guess what? They've rebuilt the place and continued their idolatry. <coughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Is it that the Lord just does this thing and then we just say, oh shoot, these guys, man, you're so, you're so determined. Anyway, I'll come back next year. Laughable. Laughable. It's a culture. Okay, scriptures. Thank you. Hebrews 5 verse 5. In the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest. But God said to him, you are my son. God was the one that said to him on a day. God said to him, you are my son. We thought that was settled when he was born. No, there's a rebirth. 
this rebirth cannot be assumed. That's why he said he did not take it upon himself. He did not just feel an anointing to heal. I said, oh, I must be a son of God because I healed a leper. He said, uh-uh. Healing a leper does not make you a son. In fact, as a matter of fact, if the son stood in his position from Eden, there would be no lepers. And the new world will have no lepers. They will be the same as the son. They will be Adam. They will not be subject of health issues. They will have the divine nature. So there, he said he did not take upon himself the glory of becoming an high priest. It's not an assumption place. You know people believe they are sons of God because they started speaking strange language. Now I'm full of the spirit. No, but you are still you. You are a liar. You 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 ate everybody. You are using tongue to try to kill your enemy. What exactly are you talking about? She's gone into the spirit now. He's doing all this stuff, but he's a nobody. Is mentally deranged. There's no moving of the spirit. He has no love in him. Because Nigeria is my first constituency. There's no single love in that nation. Do you know how pastors fight? People say, oh, you guys are a cult or a sect. I ask them, your three biggest churches, are they not sects? Will this one not say in our own church we don't wear a ring or we are not like your whole sect? Say in this church we don't wear a ring at night. The pastor's wife wears a ring in the house. So you know they are mentally deranged people. They wear a ring in the house and wear high heel and throw it away when sister so so is coming. They have fun in like Indianapolis. You know Indianapolis. Ends of the earth. You'll be surprised to see them in strip clubs. In the ends of the earth. Where no African. There's no love. There's nothing like that. So you don't assume sonship. Do you clock John chapter 3 verse 3? Except a man be born again. Can we re-emphasize this scripture? Can we overemphasize it? It's a complete salvation from culture. The religion I met was just culture. Let me tell you. What we practice growing up is Yoruba culture in the name of Jesus. When we prostrate, they are just saying prostrate because that's what our elders, that's what Yoruba people do. They still told, anyway, let me not go there. <laughs> it's just culture. You see, those of you who grew up in those African churches, it could be Ghanaian church too. You know, you, how you know Satan is in, how you know culture is in charge, yeah? Let them be singing all Ilson's song, looking. Tell mommy, let them play Yoruba song or Ashanti song. Then the spirit comes. And they feel, oh, wow, wow. 
it is not Christianity, it's your culture. You might as well be worshipping your local idols. It's not that big of a deal. Say, ah, when that so so, so say, I feel it. Feel what exactly? You're thinking heaven they are singing Yoruba songs around the basket? I don't understand. It's culture. We grew, we grew up in cultural meetings. Not the church of Christ. Grew up in cultural meetings. Then we have the priests who can use gifts. This gift makes him a deity. It's like our normal local gods. He has gifts, so it makes him like a deity. He can conjure certain things because he's got gifts. I've met people, so I understand this. Thing. And you know, I'm still laying foundation tonight, really. He did not assume the position of becoming the high priest, the glory of becoming a high priest, but God said to him, Tell me, you are my son today. I have become your father. This was not as a baby. This is at a matured age. This was over 30. Someone that was born without a without the, the without the life seed of a man. You would have thought he can assume that because what greater sign should tell you that he's some sort of deity. But I said, you see, it doesn't work like that. You have to be birthed from that culture into a life of obedience that opens up because what obedience does is that it opens up another part of your brain because you can't obey on logic. Seed targeting is not logical, but it opens up another side of your brain. It calls forth. It conjures actually a creativity that was not existing in your culture. I can bet anything on it that none of your parents were given 10k a month at your age. I'm sorry, that may be deep, right? But it's not deep. It's sincerity. Why is that? Because they couldn't? They didn't have the ability to? No. Nobody opened that part of their mind. So the ability was there, but the culture suppressed it because they were not. And you see, the pastor that is now coming to, to preach kingdom and heaven to them is also under the influence of a culture. So he can't even dare to ask them to open that part of their brain because it's also under a culture. He wants to still take, but he won't dare to. You know what God did to Adam? Do you know what God did to a mod? I need you to understand. Adam was nobody. He was nothing. The animals were older than him. The world opened a part of his mind that can wander freely. You've got to allow your mind to roam. When your leader, Pastor Nikki said it today, when your leader says no, it's just saying it's not time. In other words, whatever your mind has roamed into, 
This is how we're going to get there. We're not stopping you from creativity. That's why a basketball nation can come out. Would you ever think out of a church basketball? What is basketball nation in a church? How? What's basketball nation in a church? There are still conferences today. 2022. Enlightened world. Where gamers can sit in California or any part of the world and make millions. They will still lock up people. 20 year old, 18 year old, 19 year old. Their church is having a conference. They will say youth night. The pastor will come like this. He's a 70 year old man. MF. Minister of forward thinking. It comes like this, yo man, and they've gone to bring an American rapper who raps to Jesus' tune. Their mates are sitting somewhere and they tell us to forget that world and let them just make money for another kingdom. That's the world you are sent to. Because when you see such people, they must fascinate you. Like, how limitless is your mind? Gaming, game became a thing in our lifetime, guys. Somebody opened some people's minds. It's not, the pastor can then turn around and be motivating this 19-year-old. They will never be motivated. They're already dead. You're killing them. The, the moment you've gone to put them in a church building, they're finished. So when will you get a church building? When I'm finished. Then some can get it. I'll be gone. You put the church there, you put the name there, you know this is finishing. That means end of creativity. You just know every Sunday mundanely, you just go there. Then you sit in that place, the pastor says, take the world. So where is the world? This place. Your mind, because it's the repetition of the same culture that killed that generation. Kind of break free from it. Imagine a church is having conference night and there's gaming night. And say, is that a church? Is poverty a church? A Nigerian person telling you, is that a pastor? Nigeria. Are the people you see there, are they pastors? Because they oppress you. I told you, I was told this week by someone that is doing well for them. So he said, rich man, not the go church again, no. For Nigeria, he said, because you will end up being the solution to the church problem. The moment you're, I'm not being encouraged in them. Don't go to these places. Don't go to church. Why? You don't go to church. You went last week. And two weeks ago, what's going to happen? It's going to preach to you the same thing. What's going to change? Go to your village meeting where they sell, where you have palm wine. Anyways, I'm just joking. Go to church, Nigerians. They love it. Nigerians love to be oppressed. If they are not oppressed, they cannot breathe. I've told you and I'll keep telling you. You know how they call them and say, yeah, yeah, that's how they call themselves there. 
I don't understand. All of a sudden, these people come on the internet and become strong. You that they just got. Then you are coming saying, the pastor Toby did not say, I'm thinking, <laughs> really? You that you have. Pastor can just wake up one day and decide. You see in church this morning, hmm, all of you sit on the floor. <coughs> yeah, it just makes them sit. They have chair. Does he sit on the floor? So why? Is that, is the pro, it's what the Lord told me this morning. You know why they do that? To see that they are still in control. Because that's the way to keep power, that you're in control of these people's mind. If you can ask someone to sit on the floor and they sat, they'll give you anything. So you know what? Mm, this year we're going to fast for 300 days. Mind manipulation. And says, I'm in control. A Nigerian pastor has no mouth to talk about Spark Nation because the money flooding into your system has stolen funds and corrupt funds. Okay, let me start preaching now. Sorry, I've been onto Nigeria for too long. You know why? Because you are made from them. Say, but my mom left years ago and she doesn't even go to church at all. Let me tell you, a typical African is influenced by a pastor, seen or unseen. Because it just needs to influence their friend or their sister and it gets to you. So you must critically sit down and ask yourself critical questions. What exactly is the nation family trying to do? Kingdom. Kingdom is the opening of our mind to the creativity, the eternity, the word we call it creativity, we call it eternity. Set in our heart to create a new world whereby people, it is through this new world, that people will appreciate the death and the resurrection of our Lord. Because we submit to him. So it's not taking worship away from Christ. It's actually taking worship away from culture and idolatry. Which many of us were born into and we worshipped all our lives without knowing. Scriptures. And he says in another place, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. You see, it gave him priesthood. I want you to hear this now. He gave him priesthood, but he then gave him according to the order of someone because he understands that everyone is a creature of mentorship and culture. So it, imagine, this is how they taught us Christ. Christ as God, as his father, the God that we don't see, Everything in Christianity or so is invincible. But here the scripture says, you are a priest forever. Then it gives him a man. As the culture of his priesthood. It didn't say you are a priest forever according to the order of God Almighty. It said you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. He created men so that he can use them as example for what man should be. Do you understand this? Melchizedek was the priest of God the most high. 
the king, I'm coming here now, the king of nations, Abraham met him. Abraham met Melchizedek when he was coming back from the battle of kings. The, Abraham has possessed nations. Abraham is a strong guy. He's possessed nations with 318 soldiers. Then on his way back, he meets a man. This man has no beginning of days or end of days, but he's still a man. God did not come down from heaven to give Abraham an order. He gave him a man. It is to this man, nations man, that Abraham tied to. He gives him the man's example because this guy, even though he has no beginning of days or end of days, he was still on earth. He was a man. Do you want to read that for me, please? Tell me quickly. Then Melchizedek, after Abraham returned from defeating Kedeloma and the kings allied with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Did you see what happened? So we're going back to Hebrews. Melchizedek, they met in the valley of kings. Remember the trajectory of Abraham into the conversation with kings. Number one, God said, get out of your father's house. Isolated him for growth. Number two, last week you remember this. In order to take the nations, he has to form a family. His allegiance cannot be with the nations he wants to take. If he's going to take them, or even if they are going to work together, he has to first subdue them. Because it's not a subdued man, it's a dominion man. Kingdom culture will set you on war path. I'm going to get to David in a minute. He's going to conquer those nations, but the, his army will be family. That's the only shortcut into nation taken. Because everyone outside of the family, can, people, people change on their mode. They can, change, they can change their thought tomorrow morning relying on someone outside their, their mood can change tomorrow morning and they will act accordingly but Abraham knows that in this family, in this house, our mood is regulated by something and I'll get to it in a moment they met in the valley of kings Melchizedek recognizes him, one mission it come, he had come to do confirm Abraham and show a pattern that Christ will be a priest after. Establish a culture. So, let me tell you. I think you become born again when you get into the nation family. You now, I'm not talking of the whole world. And the culture of the family is being taught to you. And as you begin to embrace it more and more, it becomes your life. Let me tell you, you can sacrifice without embracing the culture. Sometimes sacrifice is in vogue. So you're doing what everybody is doing. You'll be tired. When you embrace it as a lifetime culture, it becomes complete part of you. I think that's the born again experience. That's what I think. Because we've all been born again before. We answered altar call, isn't it? And you change for one week. For some people, one week was long. We're quiet. You said, yeah, I'm now born again. But bam, you went back. Then you became born again again. 
question is, how many times can you enter your mom's womb and come out? So that can't be the real experience. Next scripture. Those are just footnotes pre-scripture, so go back to where we were coming from. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and... We finished this. Thank you. Luke 24, verse 36. Thank you. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them... Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. They didn't know him no more. They were with him for years, three years. He's about to do a work in them now. He wants to open a part of their brain that they've not accessed before. It's the faith part. It's the part, faith is not what we do not see. It's the evidence of what we do not see. So it doesn't stop in what we do not see. We make into evidence. The reason why you formed yourself into families is because that which you do not see, you believe it. So you formed elite. You believe it. So you form power-based institute. You cannot see it as eaten. Nobody handed it over to you. In fact, from the culture you're coming from, people don't create schools. They just go to work. Then they, actually they go to school so that they can go to work. Then they earn. Then they get a house. Then they are fine. You don't create school in your Palogo culture. You don't create schools. So when did you become born again? You entered a culture. And that culture began to open a part of your brain. You used to go to church. You were not a Muslim now. You used to go to a church. But the pastors cannot open that part of your brain until you have the encounter. The kingdom culture was what Jesus did. He said, look, there's no point sending our kids to school forever and complaining about their LGBT, about their this. We can create ours. A part of your faith brain was activated in order for you to create a new world. They were startled, they were frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. They've been with him, but now they are seeing something that they didn't know before. So I understand when the black community or the new community or the new generation community see us and it looks like a ghost. Don't stop opening a part of their brain that they cannot see. Let me tell you, you can gather 1,000 gamers in a room and create their gaming opportunity for them to win 1,000 cryptocurrency, whatever, and finish the service by just saying, God be with you. Let's just worship the Lord God of all this. Bye. Don't, you don't need all to call. It's like a ghost movement, right? You can hold services in basketball courts. Basketball Nation is the reviver. <laughs> These guys are waiting for, I've heard the revival messages before. All the footballers, all the basketball, they will come to the Lord and cry to the Lord. It's been like 40 years. They just cry away from the Lord. They've been crying away, like bye. Don't go to church. So the Lord finally finds a way to meet them where they are. Influence that culture with kingdom not waiting for them to come into an auditorium and whenever you have auditorium like the 28 we're just talking about limitless you're actually creating something that you can take back to the studio and show your strength to gather people 
that is the revival. That's kingdom culture goes to influence things where they are. So that means our mind can wander. We can, we can travel. Anything can be a church. Anything. Can create anything. Imagine in 2022, people still have an, a, a place, like a exalted place called altar. In a building financed by HSBC, they said that's the holy ground. In HSBC's building, do you know the kind of money HSBC uses to loan you for money? Do you know those kind of money? They are evil money, like mad. Out of it, you created an altar where people say, Really? So right now, guys, we're standing on holy ground. <laughs> There's no ground as polluted as that ground ever in the history of pollution. It's a joke. It's not real. That's why it's ineffective. This is not criticism. It's encouragement to let you know that basketball nation is, is the church. Power Base Institute is the church. And every other thing. And it will look like a ghost at first. Actually, let me start the word now. I'll end in a minute. They saw a ghost. Tell me. He said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Uh -huh. Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. They don't know him anymore. Uh -huh. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. Do you see a ghost does not have flesh and bones? But yet in the churches we grew up with, um, there are spiritual wives and husbands who sleep with people. <laughs> it's a ghost though. But all the organs of human, he's got it. Very randy ghosts. Very randy. They have like five girlfriends. And they choose aunties. Yeah. They choose aunties and wait till they sleep. Hey, ask the ghost, what were you before you? What killed you? <laughs> you said a ghost does not have flesh and bones. I don't want to go vulgar, go for, but it would have stimulated your thinking more if I just say, what kind of ghost is this guy? I say, okay, what does he look like? You can't remember. What's his name? You can't remember. Black or white? You can't remember. But all you know is that you did have um, intercourse. But what's his name? Who is, where does he live? <laughs> but please go on, please. As you say this now, they will say, oh, you guys, you don't know the, it's like, you don't know the problem in Africa. It's different from the problem in London. <laughs> but this is a ghost matter. Is there no ghost in the UK? I don't understand. 
Anyways, please go on. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he uh -huh. asked them, Do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Uh -huh. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Uh -huh. Then he opened their mind did you see that please look at this look at this structure they didn't believe him what did he do guys he's in his divine nature now he's resurrected from the dead he wants to convince them that it's him what was the first thing he did he did men's thing he took bread and broke it. There's something about Jesus and bread, you know. Well, it took bread, never rise. But it took bread, broke it. It did what men do. It didn't start prophesying. You would have thought he wants to convince them he should just fly and come back. You know how the pastors come out with white clothes. Say, ah, and then light shine. Oh, there's light shining. And the people will be bamboozled. They will actually think, wow, this guy must be divine. Let me tell you, when he gets back home, he says, oh boy, bring pandediyama no bono. I don't this staff. These people no green make by go home. He is not divine. He's just man. Right in their presence, he took bread and broke it. In order to convince them, he did what men do. That's one. He related with them. He related with them in order to bring them into a structure that is divine. He went to the gamers and he played games with them. That's why the first thing he did, even in his manifestation, was the wedding in the canal of Galilee. He told what he did, the things of men, because he recognized that men own the earth. Then, when he don't men's thing, he then began to open their eyes to scripture. He said, this is written of me. He began to teach them scriptures after he's done men's thing. He broke bread, then taught them scripture. He didn't teach them scripture before breaking bread. The dominion mandate of Adam was to subdue the earth first. Be in charge. Then you can open scriptures to them. Don't tell the world how the world made you. Tell the world how you can relate and interface with them and still be superior. Then open the world. Then they will see what made you. Do you understand that? How do you reach the gamers? How do you reach the crypto world? You do men's thing. That means you have to be best in what you do. So that when you open the word, so Rabbi can open the word to the Babin world now because he's gone and done his thing because he's got leadership. Are you listening to me tonight? He first interacted with men as men. Imagine a guy who has fought demons, fought hell, and he comes out and people are doubting him. If that was our today's pastor, let me tell you what he first conjured the wind. He balances out, did not conjure the wind, did not conjure the sea. 
he gave them bread he opened their eyes they ate together then he began to open their brains so there are so many talents there there are so many young men and women in the world that are limitless but they didn't relate with the church they can't relate with the church because we are busy doing spiritual things we do many things and open their mind if power base builds the best institute the gospel will be easy to preach you will not start conjuring trying to heal a lame leg this guy is shouting straighten in Jesus name straighten in Jesus so why this guy's life is crooked why do you want to straighten his leg set his heart right and life the white guy looks at that leg and thinks you know what I'm going to create something that makes this leg work it's unbelievable discarding miracles guys I'm just saying there are places where they are not necessary you want to read something tell me he supernaturally unlocked their understanding he unlocked it how did he unlock it it was opening it first related to them as men then opened scriptures to them he unlocked the ability to be limitless. Something has to be unlocked in you. That's what I'm hoping will unlock in you when PSAM comes on. PO comes on for leadership class. Um, P. Dami comes on for whatever day he teaches. Pastor Nikki comes on. Um, Toby Jr. comes on. And all your leaders unlocking. Trying to tell you that there is something there. He supernaturally unlocks their understanding. Am I correct? He unlocks their understanding. Now they're going to be, start believing things. It's going to be a bloody journey. But they will believe things that will turn the world around. They're not going to be waiting for revival. Since I was born, people preach revival is coming. I say to them now, is it okay to ask you when? Put a date to this thing. Put a date. Because tricky religion tells you something will happen. No date, no time. They said that, imagine someone saying, one, one day is like a thousand years to the life. I said, we're finished. <laughs> it's over. One thousand. There's no way to suspend things more. I, let me tell you how religion works. And a pastor shouldn't be saying this. But the way religion works is you create expectation that tomorrow things will be good. Humans will keep following it. That's the trick of religion. It's going to be tomorrow. But the moment you say it's like a, a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. You say, wow. So let me be chilling. Let me, out of the thousand years, let me just do anyhow for hundred years, okay? A thousand. It's not about the completion of things. It's the completion of purpose. So look at this. I told you the... The highest level of prayer is purpose. So I want to show you the story of two men as I round up tonight. David as number one. The journey of David to the throne was so bloody that God attests to the bloodiness of this journey. 
but it was necessary. The survival of David in the wilderness, how they lived daily, how they sustained 400 plus men, not counting the women yet, in the wilderness was not the completion of his life assignment. It was, he had to survive in order to fulfill purpose. His purpose was the throne of Judah and Israel. But if he's going to survive, if he's going to get to the throne rather, he has to survive. And in that wilderness, he survived how he survived. It was so bloody. He lived. There were bands of bandits. Driven by a different purpose. They were being chased by the system. His name is Saul. That was the leader of systems. The government. He's gone to create an alternative government in the wilderness. I'm talking about the price of being begotten. When, when he turned to Jesus and said, today you've become my son. It is at the cost of blood. David now, isolated from everything he used to know. His purpose and the winning spirit drove him out of the system. It is not, he just didn't become a rebel to the system. Purpose made him so. He did not just wake up and say, I want to criticize Saul. As a matter of fact, he started his life working for Jethro, a system, and he also went to help Saul. But there just seemed to be something about system that when you have something that is superior to it, it has to attack you. Because the only way to the throne is being attacked by the throne. It was not a willing rebel. It was a rebel of circumstance. But that doesn't mean God will come and intervene for him. He has to fight through. He had to survive daily. That means the spirit of God rec recognizing and repeating to us tonight. Everything you're still doing now is just survival in the wilderness. Survival in the caves. Don't go and bank survival. Don't go and start copying the world and trying to think, well, I need to start putting things together for myself now. If you believe the throne is our destination, if you believe government is our destination, there is so much reward on that throne that we cannot build ourselves. Did you hear what I just said? There's so much reward on the seat that we are aiming for. There's so much finances there that we cannot accumulate by ourselves. It grew in the wilderness. It formed an allegiance, an alliance in the wilderness with the same people whose mind Saul has dulled out. Nobody could open a part of their brain, but depth led them to David. Yeah. Depth, distress, huh? discontentment. You, I've told you what discontentment is before. You just don't feel you're where you should be. He led them to leadership. And leadership did not begin to give, take them out of debt. He led them into warfare. He led them into daily survival. True leadership does not lead you to overnight joy. It leads you to battle. It leads you to war. In that war front, you fight for your place at the throne. We have no other place to go than government. Because he asked us to have dominion. 
So everything they were doing in the cave of Adullam and his environs was just daily survival. The heart of people begin to fail. And someone pulls out. It's first their heart that pulls out because they are seeing things. So I need to sort myself out. They don't believe in the collective throne. If you make a million today, it's nothing to what the throne has for you. So that million is for daily survival. You know the principle of discipleship, and that's where I started from. Jesus kept telling them about the throne reserved for them. No wonder these guys could sell all they have and drop it at the apostles' feet. Because the million they made today is not where they are going. There is more power when they seize power. There is more wealth. So people start calculating. Well, so-so-so built so-so-so. People, and that's why it's got to open a part of your brain. Imagine 40 years ago, those would look powerful. Then you realize that they had, imagine footballers and musicians that came up before internet came up. Today they are regretting, saying, oh my days. But if you think about them then, they were like the best thing that ever happened to the world. I'm telling you in the next 10 years again. Those who look powerful now will be weak. At the discovery of every invention, it looks like that's the height of it. Let me tell you, in like 1999 or so, or 90-something, when we got mobile phone in Africa, this looks like, wow. Mobile phone. You people have been using it here since like 59 years before. We eventually got it in Africa. And if somebody has that mobile phone, cellular, you look at them and say, wow. They say, how are you doing? He says, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God from a graceless government and leadership. So in Africa, grace of God works more because we have graceless leadership. It's the grace of God. So David did what he had to do in the wilderness. And they spent all in the wilderness everything not a single thing did they take out of that place because let me say this to you where we're going where they're going already has everything set up they just need to seize it i want you to remember how many years because this is not an overnight story it took them to be in the wilderness because of system let your mind wander let it roam positively. You know, minds roam into evil a lot. Let it roam into things. You, whatever house you have now and you live in, it's not your settlement place. Don't go and buy a cave. So we want to buy houses. And I said, which one? Look at Sam's house or this one. I said, this one. Something that should be pulled apart and buried underneath the ground. Oh, and by because in power the house is already there. On the as in in power, it's like David already knew his quarters. It's just that for the at the moment someone else is living there. He can see it. 
I do hope you can see your quarters. You may renovate it or rebuild it, but if it is African government, you keep looking at it every day and say, that's the house I'm buying. I say, your, your mates have bought a house in Dartford or, or, or Balsidin. I told, I told your brothers yesterday, they want to buy houses. I said, if you dare, like, you've got 25M to buy one now? No. So, but let's have mortgage. In Bals, you're going to travel there and buy like a two bed. By the time you're traveling back to UK, London, we won't know who you are. You are buying one now, guys. You can see it. Your house is on television already. Like a judge should be able to see a house. It's called number 10. It's on television every day. Like power base must be able to see their institute's houses. They are somewhere on TV every single day. I don't know what you watch TV for, watch Instagram for. I just watch to see what I would change in my house. I'm not going to put that roof there. I don't like that dining table. Are you listening to me? You purchase from the cave. You don't purchase the cave. Is the houses God has built? He said, I will give you houses you did not build. That's not without a price. His journey in the wilderness was bloody. Oh God. Oh, okay. I want to stop. I'll just read Hebrews. Your house is right in front of you. The one you can make money to buy now is not your house, it's a cave. The ones that you cannot purchase now, but you have the price of. of, of I don't want to say the price of blood because they will say donation of blood. You have the price of blood to pay for it right now. Sacrifice. You know, African youth can see the house they want to occupy, but they don't have time. They are in Big Brother house. That's where they live. That's where this dozal generation live. That's where they are. They live on Instagram. That's where that's their house. Something foreigners built. Build 200 million people cannot build a platform for their own social media. When the government banned the foreign one, they attack him. Said so that's our source of livelihood. If that was a real government, I said, okay, I will stop the source of livelihood so that you people can build. We import toothpick. We import rice. Rice, food that grows from the ground. We import everything. We also import socialization, socializing. You know, our religion is already imported. Socializing is imported. Like it's Twitter, it's America. They tell us how to socialize and they tell us what to say and not to say there. Tell an African pastor, the power of God is moving in your church, yeah? Say, yeah, say, oh, the Holy Spirit is using me. I'm Papa, I'm this and that. No problem, sir. Talk against gays. You don't believe in, in your bedroom. You say, ah, this girl. Say it openly and see if you will do revival in America. Talk. You're anointed. And the Bible already said, talk not that my anointed and do my problem. Put that scripture to test. Be a man. Talk. Take your stand for the Lord. I bet you can never do it. Not in a thousand years, which is a day. 
were in caves, but they were buying power. If you understand survival, you understand the purchase of throne. Survival. Daily. Let me show you Moses. Moses, Moses' story was so interesting that Moses was living in a house that would become his. Is his house. But, but you see, it was carried from the water. It needs another 40 years of cave experience to come back to get that house. Otherwise, it's not paid through survivor for that throne. Hebrews spoke about David. God is going to open another level of understanding and knowledge for you. You'll be extremely wealthy because a new part of your brain has been opened up. Can I see 100? Amen. Read this scripture, please. Hebrews 11, verse 23. Hebrews 11. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months. I oh. wanted to flow with this tonight. The experience is antecedent or is it trajectory into power. By faith, did you see what the parents of Moses did? By faith, they hid him. Uh-huh. For three months after he was born. Uh -huh. Because they saw he was no ordinary child. Wait, they saw. Imagine seeing something that is not seeable. How do you see a child and know it's not ordinary? I'm not talking about parents' excitement. Your child is not going to become Moses. Stop all those nonsense. Emotionally, I tell you, oh, this child is special. Why? He doesn't cry at 12. He cries at 12.54. And I don't even understand why. One day I said, stop. And she stopped. You let child protection services catch you. Shouting on a baby. Talking about his divine nature. Yeah, right. By faith, Moses' parents hid them. These guys created what didn't exist. They projected something into something. So you can see Elohim as a special child. If you let your mind roam, let it travel. If Obi decides to buy faith, faith puts superimposes what is not there, there. That's why I said that Adam was just a mod. Now you see the tie up why I keep saying that. He was just a nobody. What was the faith imposed upon Adam? The word. It was calling him not just by name Adam, which is man. It was also giving him assignments. On a normal day, Paul is not going to go make 500k a month. He doesn't need to. That part of his brain doesn't need to be activated or open. But when Obi discovered Paul and put faith on him, put targets on him, his mind begins to open into a dimension. Ordinarily, Paul is a nobody. This Elohim Paul. Before the, the, the Christians say, I said Paul is a nobody. Before you went into schools, you entered, you enrolled to be a medical doctor. You were not a medical doctor. You kept hearing word. They made you dress up like a doctor. They gave you um, doctor's machine. 
you you wore white stuff you began to think like that but you were not a doctor yet one year of you wearing the the house gown is a house gown talk now huh scrubs uh-huh. one year into you wearing it you could have said well you know now i want to go and heal people god says no you have, i have not begotten you you have six more years you you have to do some more courses you have to be told more you have to be examined more and so in your medical school you were just surviving daily but there is a throne for you so when the leader says yes I've called you this name but there's still more word and more word then more tests more examination after the other then you'll be qualified to perform that surgery sometimes you've learned about performing surgery and it took you another three years to perform the first one then they made you test on rats you tested on animals but the survival of that animal is key to you operating on humans. When you did house fellowships, trap houses, the survival of those things is key to you running a nation. Key. Critical. The survival of you now, wherever life has found you or wherever you find life tonight, whatever assignment that is given to you, the soul and seed target, the survivor and the winning of that is critical to whatever else you see on TV. So look at Moses. His parents, they put extraordinary lens on just a baby. At this point, Pharaoh was killing all Israel male and everybody will just go and surrender to Pharaoh because they don't want Pharaoh's problem because if you hide your child yeah and they find out they'll kill the child and kill you the Bible says they were not afraid of the king's verdict they put extraordinariness where ordinariness belongs they made what was normal abnormal look at God house today I don't care if Charlie is whiter than white it's not just a black problem it's a global problem young people waste away it took a PO or whatever leadership to make him special it's the word it's the God house there are one million white people out there and in the putting of guarantee or extraordinariness on someone you have to dare the king's verdict so when people say well it's just the association with so 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 it's just the young people are as exactly that's what we're saying to dare the king's verdict it's not your own integrity by yourself it's not how well the community looks at you what is a man without his men And they were not afraid of the king's edict. Tell me. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Do you understand what this means? It's easy for him to be known as Pharaoh's daughter. That opens doors. 
everybody will be in, in, in awe of him. He refused it. Why? Because he's a rebel? No. There's a purpose set in front of him. That's why I spoke about David's bloodiness. There was a purpose beckoning on him that makes him an unwilling rebel. He's unwilling. He's an unwilling participant in the change of government and the freedom, the emancipation of his people. This is the same thing. So if you see some of us angry with the church, we're saying these, you've subjected us in hope. You've made us prisoners of hope. You've said it would take a thousand years. Whilst we see unbelievers growing and we're there begging a deity, helpless. As if you have to beg God for something, you're already helpless. Let's face the fact because you don't know if he's going to do it or not. And you're helpless with someone you cannot have conversation with. It's not even okay. So imagine you don't even know if he wants to do it or not. You're just there. You don't know because he didn't say anything. These men change the destiny not just of themselves but of the old because the ultimate voice was already there it's called purpose he refused to be known as the son of pharaoh's daughter 25 he chose to be mistreated along with the people of god if we are being mistreated as the spark nation if we are being mistreated as nation family as the family if there is injustice and there are many we chose it at the back of police van or in their cell I knew I chose this I want to be in charge of my destiny so I chose because if you don't come to the understanding that you chose for yourself you complain and you're not qualified for the throne. You chose it. When you lack because you've given. You chose it. And the same you that choose it. You can, you can come out of what you choose. But some of us have chosen this life. It chose to be mistreated along with the people of God. Rather than enjoy the fleeting. Fleeting means passing. Pleasure of sin. So if you're a lady tonight and you have many other things you can be doing outside of church which for which some of the people run away from church to go and enjoy that life. Remember this. You chose this. We chose giving. We chose to be mistreated or labeled. We chose it. It doesn't matter how many handcuffs. We chose it. I chose to stay here instead of proceeding to what I thought I came here to do. Living there. so every consequence with it is chosen, but I'll do that over and over again. It doesn't have to be 318 people whose life have changed. Just looking at the sum is fine for what I chose, or looking at a witness or a faith is fine. If you haven't gotten to that level, there's no faith. The faith you would have is the one they teach in church. They will still teach it this weekend. It's end of the month. There's going to be revival everywhere. Faith is this. Faith is that. 
And you look at the pastor and say, just one question, sir. What did you choose for a generation? If people are living with you, when it looks uncomfortable, you chose it. In that house, someone just brought police in. You chose that life. The day you were signing up to take people in and to be a leader, what did you think would happen? Angels will be kissing you every morning and serve you breakfast in bed. Your feet will not touch the ground again because angels will carry you and there will always be money somewhere stored up. You'll wake up and find money in a safe. No, when people are with you, you lack money. You understand? You would have to give. You chose it. You see, when we wake up to that reality, we are closer to the throne. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of 26. sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. But he was going to take the treasures of Egypt. You didn't hear me. His destiny was to take all the treasures Egypt has worked for for 500 years one night. But if the treasures of Egypt was going to be ease, it will first have to embrace the disgrace. Because if you read this scripture simplistically, you'll think, you see, no treasure. They got all the treasure Egypt worked for. That's what belongs to your nation family. All of it. Everything they've worked for for 500 years. That's what is yours. It regarded this grace for the sake of Christ as greater value. Oh God. So what you're going through today that you chose is of greater value. So the lesser value will submit to the greater value. Do you understand that? The cave experience for David. Sleeping in the cave daily survivor was of greater value than the throne if you don't if you don't value that thing greater so obi can toby jr can say who is elohim i've established myself and i don't care but guess what he's just done he valued elohim paul more than whatever he thinks he wants to be meaning that everyone who has elohim's loyalty and mind in that generation they'll become yours these are mathematical principles. They are not spiritual jargons. That's why you can't read this as a simplistic mind. He chose something. And you go back to your house and whatever so-called disgrace. They said they're abusing you here and there. Yes, all their treasure is mine. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. So he wasn't doing that saying, I don't need any reward in this. He was looking ahead to his reward. Please, so you get why I said to you when you watch TV, do you see your house? Does Jed see number 10 as a house? You want to mathematically work that out? Exactly how would you do it? In the most racist country in the world. If you have cave experience, you will get it as your reward. Either they like it or not. He regarded the disgrace of the sick. Adam does not just want the disgrace anymore. So he clothed himself. 
is going to put clothes on himself. The throne of God belonged to him. But he's going to put clothes on himself because his culture. The woman came and said, look, you've got to keep something for yourself. All these word, word, word thing. Moses showed us. So this guy lived in the palace. Then God says, you know what? If you think these people are going to hand over power to you just because you hang around them, you're kidding. There's a price for power. And God did not give him 40 days fasting. Purpose entered his heart when he was 40. And he decided to fight for his people. Then he saw what, how powerful government was. Or government is. He was so close to government that he thought that he's at peace with government if you hang around it. If you are going to change it, it has to chase you at some point. He entered that mode of revolution. Problems started just like David. 40 years he was at the backside of the desert. Paying the price for Pharaoh's throne. 40 years after he returns. And he took the throne of Pharaoh. And all the treasures of Egypt became the treasure of God's people, Israel, overnight. That's about to happen to your nation family. We're entering into that season because God wanted me to emphasize to you tonight. When you get back home to your families, tell yourselves the things you chose. God's divine partnership with you is with consciousness. So you do know you chose this life, right? Yeah? You chose it. It's not as settled. But in this unsettlement, even your cave experience is still more profitable, more enthroning than your mates. So it's not our duty to go tell the world if you know how much we're going through. No, we chose it. And we're still miles ahead of them. Yet, God says, you don't understand your reward. Your reward is not what you worked for. Your reward is not what you labored for. It's the throne you can see. It looks way ahead, but you're paying the price for it now. So make sure all the soldiers around you are paying the cave price experience. Don't favor anybody into a position because it won't work. David's men have to be trained warriors so that when you're not there, they can fight. Don't hide the house bills from them. Let them know it's our fight. Oh well, they are just kids. They don't leave those kids to the world and you'll see they will still go to show they will buy right trainers they will buy things must look at them and say have you chosen this life it comes first with unsettlement sometimes disgrace with it but it's the price to pay for all the treasures of Egypt don't settle in the cave cave is always a movement you go from Adulam to another cave to another cave to another cave. That's why the culture you knew must leave you because otherwise your parents will get agitated. Why are you always... It's a problem because you're listening. If they are good, they'll come join you in the cave. David's parents came and joined him. 
Remember, all this while, Saul has anointed him as the next king. But the materialization of that does not make sense. But the anointing is on him. So I came to tell you that there's no target you're given without an anointing on you for it. And by target, I'm not just talking about this week. I'm talking about if there is something in you governmental. If there's something in you saying you're called to be a billionaire. If there's something in you calling you to any field. The anointing is already there. Pity's job, like scripture said, is I will give them a shepherd after my heart. We will feed them with knowledge and understanding. That's the shepherd he raised. Then say, I'll give them a shepherd that will, that will heal them of leprosy. It will feed them with knowledge and understanding so that they will no longer be dismayed and they will not be afraid. They will be fearless. They will know that in a community like this, you cannot prosper without persecution. They are fearless. Don't teach your discipleship fear. When things happen to you that are not favorable, all of a sudden just know you chose this and it's fine. What's the reward? The lady, in case you're just watching, the lady, Pastor Nikki, that just preached to you before I came on, she drives a Bentley. You understand? <laughs> in churches, is the general most general. The one who oversees everything. Imagine someone says, I'm the one who generally oversees from overseas. It's the one that drives that. She drives that. You understand? And already when we drove in, I'm thinking that thing looks like a taxi. Can be used. It's, it looks like a holding day car. Uber. Why did I say that? In the suppression we're coming from called church, she'll be a Sunday school teacher. And she would think, ah, I've surrendered all to the Lord. So ah, suffering would be a long skirt. Yet God is saying, even that is not settlement. It's far from it. They are just means to the fulfillment of a call. So God tests her with a basketball nation, a blacksmith. God says, I want to test your leadership and everything that comes with it is what you chose. So, for the have not, the unbeliever, if they see her in a bend, they say, ah, wow, what a life. For us sitting in it, she's, she knows what a pressure. That's how they come. It's not a cup. It's the fact that a call can come through from Pastor Sam now saying, your next target is 50. We'll talk later. You know, she'll be driving a casket if she doesn't have that kind of a target. And those of you who are disciples, followers, you must know how to mount positive pressure on your leadership. They know you are coming, so you cannot. They cannot sleep off because they also know pity will change them. I'll announce another family head in a minute. No lawyer. I say I'm loyal to you. I say, I'm not loyal to you. Let's just let's have this cleared out now. I'm not loyal to you. I'm loyal to success, winning, progress. 
not loyal to you as a person. You are a culture. <laughs> so I don't know what you will turn out to be tomorrow. So I'm, I just want you to know that I'm loyal, sir. I'm saying, no, I'm not. But you know I'm loyal. But I'm not going to be loyal to your failure. I'm loyal to your success. In other words, we're saying, no, 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 no. You know what? We're going this way. Not that way. We're going to have to succeed. And when you make up your mind that it's not your family anymore, we'll say, thank you very much. Because you don't owe anybody anything. But if I've been doing this for 17 years, nothing that we faced failed. Nothing. Anything that has failed for us, I just don't want to do it. I chose this. That same spirit must be in everybody. There's only how many targeted pastors someone to meet before I say, okay, Sam, God has anointed someone else. And he won't be able to argue with me because, oh, Peter must have dreamt. I didn't dream. I just went by certain tick boxes. It's just like, okay, guys, this is the target. Okay, this is the target. Say, mm, sir, there was failure of job this month. Oh, sir, next month. Uh, the war in Ukraine happened. I said, okay. Um, now, sir, you would have to go back to school. But it's not misdending. So, we're cool. Otherwise, we won't be friend. You'll not just hear his name in preaching anymore. It's not because of me. Is, is your mind open enough? The rush of the word. If, we, if you don't allow something to kill the word on your way home. The moment you see certain phone calls. After word with PT. See certain phone calls and you feel obligated to return it. You already know. Someone wants to kill this thing. And the phone call that came through. Did you see your pastor's video telling the choir? You say, what's your business with our choir? If, if you ever have a job in a lifetime to raise me, which you didn't do well, what do you, what, 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 what is our, what does that have to do with you? Like, can I finally have parents that we can talk about? Did you make money? Can we talk together? Can we have parents that can say, you know, I've got this saving of this house, we can work together. She didn't do that. She's calling you about your choir. Choir, church singers, like the, the um, entertainment of the of church. Um, um, religious entertainers, really. What's your business with that? Let your mind travel. Not your body first. Because <laughs> people will start picking their bag now and traveling. That's why I just want to experience the world. You can't afford it. We're not saying that don't travel. We're just saying you can't afford it. That's the issue. You can't. You know you can't afford it. Create. Target opens our mind. How can you tell me that a 30-year-old does not have influence, 30-year-old, 25-year-old does not have influence on 50 people? Can't invite them to church. How? Yet, this guy says, God is going to give me the nation. I say, exactly how? You can't gather 50. How is that possible? 50 people. 
How is that possible? And I'm not saying the whole world will be able to do that. I'm just saying, depending on what teaching you've been exposed to and your mind has been exposed to, do you know that if 318 people continuously influence 50 people per month for five years, you know you'll take the government of any country. Do the mathematics. Work it out yourself. You will take the nation. But it takes choices. Delete certain numbers from your phone that your mind has been telling you to delete. There is no network in caves. Your social media is with the same cavemen. Those who are in debt, the discontented, they are your social media. So everything they are talking about in Adulam is how to survive. They've just seen a country. Someone has come to contract David to go and fight on his behalf. It was a, it was a machinery soldier. They are scheming on how to take the king out. That's their social media. Not call back home and say, Mom, I just wanted to know that I've left, but I've left for good. I'm going to come back with riches. No, they have battles to fight. We call back home too quick when we've not won any territory. Because we are emotionally fixated on culture. Limitless means men taking men's earth. Understanding the principle by which we take it and working at it. If you choose something and you don't give up on it and you work on it for a decade, you'll be great in it. The same message applies to Africa. If they take this gospel, they'll create their own world there. I'm not going to step in Africa until I've created three, four hundred millionaires. Because what would we be saying? And we're almost at hundred within a year. I want to step there. What would be the message? Jesus is, you know, someone told me this week, again, someone that has done well for him. He said, the reason why I'm keen that you should come is to just, he said, when they see your kind of gospel, he said, churches will scatter. I just want you to come and scatter this whole thing. Like these are people you will look at on the internet and every Nigerian wants to be like them. Almost idolize them, I think. Say, but we will be at the airport with our hands behind our back waiting for you to come because just need you to come and scatter this thing because they are oppressing us. Religion is oppressing them. The Night Shield movement, the businesses, the cave movement. If you can't structure that, you cannot share power. Someone that already has a business that is not making two million a year and wants to hold it and say, I don't trust anything. Then you're going to make that person minister of finance. How? Or you're going to make them minister of war. How? Already, you already know this is a divisionary business, a divisionary person. God cannot trust nations into ends of people that are not families. The nation will never be right. 
So I'm not trying to gather crowd. I've proven that in this country as an independent church, we did not rise or ride on the name of a church from Africa or from Australia. We were independent church. And we gathered more people than any. Proven gathering crowds. What are we now proving? Your own sharpness. Your own soldiering on. I know we have over 1,000 registration, but push the limit. Go way beyond that. And not just registering, making sure they are there, like 12 midday. There for a two hours max service. Make sure they are there. Work on your seed as if your life depends on it. So that a peace some don't need to call you. Don't call people for sin. Of course, he will if he has to. And month after month, year after year, we're just saying, God, I'm willing to write this out for the next 10 years. Because I'm not going to accept any reward that is less than government. I'm not going to have it. I don't want houses. I don't want cars. You've already exhausted that. And you're still in your 30s. What house have you not lived in? What cars have you not driven? So we can't accept anything that is less than government. It's not going to happen. Now I'm not just talking about African government. I'm talking about UK. The price I've paid in this city, it will be unjust of God not to make one of our sons and daughters lead this country. It will be unjust. God is not unjust. I've paid the price. Not to now talk of Africa or Latin America. You're paying the price for these nations. And those who occupy the nations right now, and I'm not just talking about countries, government also means music. If Kofi sleeps on Pastor Sam's chair, couch, I don't care if Kofi is 40 years old. He needs to sleep there until Sam and all of you leave the cave. Because when you get to the throne, it's allotment. You tell them, you take this city. You take this space. So it is not Kofi's progress. It's Capital House progress first. Don't go and buy yourself a waterbed in the cave. setting up nice sitting room in the cave David said no this you sleep on your sword in the cave you know who's going to sleep in the cave Saul and all his men in the cave they, they are resting they put his pillow you know they'll be running around put pillow put his leg up until his killer his enemy was by his bedside he was sleeping in the cave there's no nation family house that should sleep. You know you can be attacked anytime. Not by criminals, by the real criminals. Those are the police and the, and the authorities. They are the real criminals. Don't sleep, you're watching. On your watchtower. The same way you're watching over the company's paperwork. Knowing that the criminals are after you. Saul is the criminal. David understood how to, how to win the king of Ziglag and all that. The gang, gang is not coming to attack you. Gang is not touching you. Even if you've mentioned Pity's name alone, they're not touching you. They don't want that to eat. They don't want that problem. They're real criminals. 
don't sleep in the cave rest yes doze off a bit but wake up still in the cave guys we're not where we're going yet in the cave we've formed an army I know for sure there's nobody that can come and tell me anything about you and I say oh, you know those is you know they are hard you know it's just the people that surround you you know people say that a lot you know when people say that these adults or they say no you know the people that surround you they can pray sing I'm thinking Sam honey those are the people because it wants to take them and be the one that surrounds me so I'm thinking <laughs> really you know how don't say that like, say, ah, it's just the people around like, like who everybody has sacrificed their lives everybody everybody so even if they praise sing me, it's a praise worthy. I'll be, I'll be saying I received the praise. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. I'll sleep in the cave. Each time we're still calling for his service is to make a statement. And God forbid you are one of those who did not pull through. Don't do that. If you didn't pull through the last time, don't worry. This is another opportunity. I don't want to gather crowd. I don't want to be in the midst of some millions of people. It's already what God says. He sets it up to raise soldiers. So your registration must not stop. It must be a flow of humans. Don't worry. If they say, oh, we've, we've filled the place with too many people, we won't go back there. It's fine. We'll finish that day first and move on. When we in 2019, by the time we ran out of venues, COVID happened. Remember, we that Sunday we've literally ran out of venue. Like HM is already saying, ah, I don't think that that, 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 that I would think. Uh, then God scattered the whole world. Then we didn't need any venue. We didn't need any. Just at the point. Just at the point. So those who had venues, they couldn't even go. And you were growing. God is with you. Purpose is blessing you. Target is bringing increase to you. Target brings increase. Do you understand that? The new laying on of ends for blessing is called Target. When Target is laid on you, it is an open door for increase. Either human or see Target, when it's laid on you, God is just saying, miracles are here. Increase on every side. That's what I've come to tell you. Let Sunday, 12 p.m. on Sunday, let it be a statement like we've never seen before. Forget the thought of July. Continue to register. Again, you're already like 30% over the capacity of venue. But we want to be 100% over capacity. Souls that you're driving by yourself, souls that the basketball nation needs to make a statement otherwise we won't see you we appreciate you on the internet you guys are great and that's beautiful and we love it now we want to see you we want to see a hundred basketballers we want to see a million basketballers until you can be trusted to just have a basketball service where you call an American basketballer to come and preach 
We want to see just a service filled with barbers. <laughs> and the anointing and catching will be um, clippers. It's fine. We want to see a service filled with crypto people, with gamers, with government people. It's a seed. We want government services. We've, everything we've done before. You remember we've done government service before. And we got the top people, at least in government, to sit there. We have to build a platform, a nation that gives everybody expression. But you see, that cannot be established until we see everybody submitting to complete leadership. Otherwise, people will just travel on their own. PT won't be heard and some would say we need institute to do X, Y, Z unless I speak to PT. No. When power is transmitted it's no longer the age of that person. Don't be silly. Let's worship together tonight. I'll close this service myself. We're just going to worship. We're going to worship for what God is doing and I've prophesied it tonight. New financial levels new hope on us every department every soul all the Phoebe's Pastor Sam has given the instructions for this month I think it's the 12 and the Phoebe's again we're not going to stop these things until I see very prosperous women all the businesses will grow to be hundreds of millions of pound businesses it will have to happen. Otherwise, I'm not going to stop talking about, um, about the first man and the last Adam. I will not stop. Even Satan knows I won't stop. He knows. We will not stop. So all the soldiers are ready for limitless. You can already imagine the message we're about to preach in limitlessness. Limitless. There's no service tomorrow, no service on Saturday. I want you to go mobilize. See them souls. That's what God is doing. All the nations that watch us, mobilize people into your houses. Sit down with 10, with 15 with five the seed will grow nobody is going to come and pastor you from London we will just we will, once we realize that you've taken the culture of this family the culture of this nation you can start your own church there and you won't have any general us here you'll just have generals captains and in all those countries you just create the same thing again you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You recreate the families. You recreate Limitless Studio. You recreate Elite Family. You recreate Blacksmith. You recreate Basketball Nation. You recreate, tell me, Power Base Institute. You recreate everything. That's how we know you've taken the culture of the nation. We chose this life. We chose it. Ultimately, he chose us. If your leader is going to anoint you, they're going to give you targets. It's an anointing. So don't worry about singing, anointing, fall on me. Don't worry. Target is coming. It's 
going to anoint you for finances. I pray that your mind is open. God of all days. Sing with me, guys. This is glorious. Let's worship together for five minutes so that the world can sing. Okay? Can I tell someone something? You're watching tonight and you see when water runs dry, it just means that you've been doing the same thing in the same way for too long. Dare to change style. Do you understand that? It's a, it's a spiritual instruction. It's scary. It's scary to try to change style sometimes. Because sometimes it's like, why reinvent it if it's work if it's not broken why fix it but you see it doesn't have to be broken before you fix it if you've worked hard and you're a thinker you're not haphazard you feel i'm gonna switch this up i'm gonna change the way i do this thing i'm gonna even change me as a person if you're daring and bold enough because your shepherd does not feed you with fear you don't look at pity and see fear honestly to God God knows even if the nations are like 15 million hurting me dragging me they're only dragging their forefathers that's how I see it it's not me they are talking to it's not me it's not me I'm not afraid of them that doesn't make us a hazard it makes us focused so don't fear the consequence of a thing once you've done your due diligence switch things up be bold so you don't look at the leadership of the nation family not just pity all your generals you don't look at them and see fear if your leader is projecting fear run don't see fear and say the police just invited you for a talk. You wear your best coat and go talk to those stray dogs. It's gonna happen. It's not of all this. Righteousness must embolden us, not make us fear. You can't be doing the right thing and be afraid at the same time. Of course, if you are doing the wrong thing, you should run. It's God of all this. God is with you. He wants you to increase more than you can ever dream of. He wants to open that part of your mind. You know why we worship in songs? To create relaxation for our mind so that we can think. Extinguish all worries and doubts. Allow our minds to be open. But some have said we're going to have a meal this month. That's our target financial is our culture I think it must be insultive to be lesser than that and when you run a service your church your church should not be more than 318 418 max but when you run a, a program right it's at least 1000 running a program but church pity is not here but Sam just says, I want to meet the church. Pastor Onye says, I want to meet the church. Call people. You mobilize whatever number. But your church. 
a nice place, 318, 418. You want to run a program for hope dealers? There's at least a thousand, two thousand. Let's sing, let's close. I just love listening to you, PT, from Fiji. I love that you listen to me too. I'll just read comments as we close. If you're part of the nation this Sunday, if you're listening to PT, you're already part of the family. Get three, four people with you. Sit down, watch the programming this Sunday will blow everybody's mind. God is going to be glorified. The kingdom will have more dominion fearlessly. Grace will increase. There will be financial results. Your businesses will thrive. Your businesses will be fruitful. There will be money in your businesses. Souls will come to the kingdom. New finances will come. God will put you in the mind of people. Charisma just said, Pastor Charisma just said, we've got 50 gathering this Sunday. I love that. In Ghana. Keep growing that walk. No rush. It's no rush. A 50 here, a 100 there. Czech Republic. It's time you get out of the family setting and get into the family setting. So we are now 10. We're now 20. Growing. Um, and other nations. Huh? Cameroon, Budapest, everywhere. No rush, but there must be corresponding increase. The family houses here, go back to your family houses and say, why is there poverty here? How much do you earn a month? How much do you earn? How much do you bring in? Not condemningly, but encouraging that we can do this thing. Let's sing. Let's close this service. God bless you. See you 12 p.m. Sunday. The venues will be held, um, I think, on Saturday. Somewhere in central London. It's somewhere you've been before. But make sure you receive the right venue, though. Inspire Family is ready for Limitless, sir. You know, the Latino community DM'd me today and said, Do you need anything interpreted? I'm thinking I should have done that before so that it's not like each time we have program then there is Spanish interpretation. But they love me, so I will just take the piece. I'm going to do Because they asked. I'm going to speak about purpose. Let's talk to the God of all this this evening. Ask him to open your understanding to the next business and you will wake up in the morning and you'll just know something to do something easy to do and you'll make extra seed God will lead it to you God of all this let's sing together thank you